CFI ID Metropolis. This episode of Technicast is titled Marquetta's Notes. My name is Holly Antrim and I'm pleased to record this podcast for the online community of Technicast. I'm a third-year techno student, an artist and filmmaker, and I'm working on a techno-funded practice-based PhD in a collaborative doctoral award between Kingston School of Art and the British Film Institute. I'm going to use this podcast to share a recently published piece of my research and read from it and explore parts of my methodology along the way and how I have engaged with conceptualising a project through the archive there. Some of this involves filmmaking as an expanded practice using A, time, and B, pencil and paper, audio recording, artist writing and publishing. I'm going to begin by taking you to a seat beside another researcher in the archive, and I hope you'll be able to picture the project as I speak. A note to say that ideally some of this podcast, which features the voice of a fictional researcher, would be read by someone else, but I'm doing it here for the sake of sharing without delay of casting a Czech reader, which is what I would like you to imagine instead. The following project features in the exhibition Laura Mulvey and Peter Wallen, Intersections in Theory, Film and Art, curated by Nicholas Helm Grovis and Oliver Fuke, and it's on show at Camera Austria in Graz until the 14th of August 2022. By shadowing the archivist, the files containing these notebook pages have been visited by chance. PWO item codes are subject to change during cataloguing, so are unlisted here. The archive viewing desk prohibited the use of a lens, so in place of filming or photography, I began filling my notebooks with facsimiles for later. The writing afterwards appears in the first person, Marketa Hashkova, MH. At the time of starting these notes, something between drawing and handwriting progressively creates evidence of myself as a lens upon this activity. As with fiction and the real, fitting one inside the other can be a problem. Drawing and copying every mark to scale where possible in the researcher's, my own handwriting at a normal writing speed in new notebooks has occurred during the cataloguing period of the archive of Peter Wallen at the British Film Institute, collection title PWO. Each day's working copies travel in folders with me away into the humidity and mobility of my physical world. Signs of materiality as context are shown through acknowledging edges and bounds. Based on the schemata of Wallen's notebook pages, my selection of copies is also a durational encounter with layers of other absent materials and eyes. The implementation of hand-to-page holds an indexical relation to the physical work and presence behind them. While the event of my notes curtails the transmission of the first handwriting directly, these copies allow for legibility, interpretation and witness my mediation within its scope for accuracy 
and miscomprehension of the hand of another person whom I never had the opportunity to meet except here. A privileged seat to take, they are personal materials after all, both Wallen's and the evidence of my looking at them. I now know Peter Wallen's notes better than any other aspect of his work, based on the number of hours I have spent with them. Different inks and colours Peter used, in at times visually dense pages, could not be transferred across, pencil only. I have attempted to retain their lively autographic qualities, loose, haptic facsimiles that are receptive to meandering doodles and watchful ink block pauses and other marks, as well as functional purposes for leaving the archive with, such as pamphlets for viewing the same films, provided with a subjective key and caption, borrowed for comparison with his instantaneous impressions. See yellow paper. Archives encircle material narratives and offer enclosures that try to ensure posterity. Please do not attempt to keep my copies in such strict ways. If this were an unedited replica of notes, I would propose, and like to imagine, that Peter Wallen's notebooks become the visible and ephemeral analogue search edifice of the BFI National Archive. A box of archived films, represented as titles and pictures on index cards for children, which I once saw hanging around on a table at the living archive of the Arsenal in Berlin, inspires this idea. Regardless of age, I am also a learner, and this Anglophone archive reveals cultural and historical emphases to me as a Czech woman, when accompanied by Peter Wallen and his notes, which diagram a wide terrain. I have been engaged with watching my subjectivity emerge and narrate the archival research. My dream for a state film archive, which is open to any level of film knowledge, and where a researcher can even anonymously pass through and look without leaving a trail if they wanted, refuses a screen with a blank search field for prior expertise as a first encounter. The tactile scholar could join together that which is separated and would take history into repair. An archive networked on sentience ahead of the authorial, with the same attention to materials that archivists imbue, would sharpen, blur, adapt, overwrite or transgress its mainstream and alternative histories and their infinitude of gaps. This collective utopian work requires a structure, and for this reason I am attracted to interacting with the starting points for Peter Wallen's remarkable synthetic thinking underscored by his close proximity to the work of feminism during his life. List of contents. Amy, draft monologue, pre-production, undated. Friendship's death, proposal to Channel 4 on model mark letterhead, 1984. Conference notes, researcher titled Dress and Gender slash Fashion Histories, undated. Kathy Acker notes, Pasolini's Oedipus Rex, nominalism, doodle, leaving aside some notes made from the childlike life of the black tarantula, undated, 
Personal viewing notes for Oedipus Rex, full film, undated, full film found in Italian on YouTube, followed with notes, yellow paper. Personal viewing notes for A Taste of Honey, film segment, undated, possibly preparations for UCLA British Cinema course by PW, yellow paper. Chronological list of film titles, original language plus English slash German slash Czech and BFI identifiers compiled by MH from untitled film viewing notes. Typed list opposite page. A little footnote here. Amy, 1980 and Taste of Honey, 1961. Subsequently viewed with working copies at BFI Media Tech, South Bank, London. This work has been produced within and in response to the parameters of in-person viewings of special collections at BFI Rubin Library, 2019 2021 to 22. Maketa Hashkova, London, May 2022. As a collection of papers, Marketa's Notes is an artwork encountered on a display table, but which can also be handled as a folder and read up close or taken away from the exhibition. It can be read selectively in relation to the surrounding curation or read by itself and may eventually guide the reader back to the BFI National Archive. Visitors in Graz won't know much about Marquetta, but it is apparent that the notes are a reproduction of a set of copies produced from viewing Peter Wallen's handwritten originals at the BFI Special Collections Viewing Desk in London. As a contribution to the exhibition that includes well-known works by filmmaker and theorists Laura Mulvey and Peter Wallen, as well as intersecting artworks by other artists, Marquetta's notes can function in two ways. The first is the most basic, that they highlight and widen access to Orland's archived notebooks through having been copied from them. The anachronism of longhand evading the copyright of the scanner or lens as an adaptation of the original, the duly approved by the donor of the Wallen collection. The second being that Marquetta's notes operate at the level of an autonomous artwork that problematizes the manifestation of what we see, that this is all situated inside of fiction or conveyed by the hand of not me, but a fictional name, who has translated that encounter physically onto a new page, and then left the archive with the copy. Inside the stationer's mint green folder, Marquetta's voice, which I was reading aloud, is presented broadly, stating her process, time and place, observations about material edges, expectations about handling the six copied documents inside, as well as alluding to something utopian and detached, from the practical aspects of navigating large collections. To repeat, my dream, she says, for a state film archive which is open to any level of film knowledge, an archive networked on sentience ahead of the authorial, with the same attention to materials that archivists imbue, would transgress its mainstream and alternative histories and their infinitude of gaps. So we take the starting position that the archive is not neutral. Marquetta's Notes, 2019-22, are part of an ongoing artist filmmaking and writing project that makes up the methodology of my PhD to explore the formation of a fictional narrator, a researcher, and invests an interest in an idea of the self, a reader, in her subjective movement across archival material and in place of the formal structures that govern the archive. 
Standing now is a long-term project wherein I began the PhD in autumn 2018. The practice absorbs a contemporary and real set of limitations that is familiar to a lot of us, the restrictions of the pandemic and the rules and contingent permits of the archive and a fluctuating pattern of being up close in the archive or in an interview to being entirely removed from the subjects themselves. Yet the practical channel behind this, as stated by Marquetta, has been through shadowing an archivist and asking questions, prioritising those crucial interpersonal means of looking into an archive. It also requires holding onto reflections about the state of mind attached to archival research. For example, we might be interested in more than one thing and in disconnected things simultaneously. In a sense, drawing on observations of the layers of archival encounters is an attempt to sidestep canonical knowledge and even subject vocabulary, both of which we are perhaps supposed or assumed to already hold when we enter the archive. Certainly, when dealing with figures like Wallen, one might assume it. The publication offers an entry point and set of signposts that begin to reflect the passage of Marquetta's attention through her research and her later voice upon it. Her voice is also an interpersonal construction, researched in another corner of my project through oral history interviews with a small group of Czech women born in the mid to late 1970s, with a personal interest of mine to develop the subjectivity of a daughter of my mother by a different turn of history and thereby potential history. In a fictive, reality-rooted space, Marquetta's notes layers and traverses multiple narratives and is propelled foremost by the human and interpersonal labour of archives and memory-keeping. At the beginning of the project, the conversations I had with BFI Wallen archivist Wendy Russell highlighted Wallen's recent presence in the collection. Their status and attached tasks I found interesting. The Wallen collection was then, and still is, uniquely and powerfully indeterminate within the superstructure that they are becoming housed within for perpetuity. I feel that this changes once accessions are settled into an overall index. Their potential changes. Their potential to feminist or decolonial work certainly changes. The status of being catalogued within the BFI enabled a timely viewpoint to rethink my interactions with the search interface of the BFI observing that it dictated much of how and what we can reach towards, drawing on a profile of what one might already know. The Wallen collection thereby eluded the search interface and categorised identity. It signified materials that one might spend time with alone, but on other days are being condition-checked, that are changing in hierarchy and ID number, and may be in a different place or even site next time one visits. This transition status of becoming seemed to invite a response. To respond with developing a fictional consciousness amid working within the scripts, documents and ephemera section of the BFI National Archive also offers a way to engage through practice with the narrations appearing on paper from Wallen's own films and in his script writing, also centering the archived object and its present context. Drawing on the arguably encyclopedic aggregation of film and cultural references existing within Wallen's notes, I have sought through Marquetta's notes as a sample to invest Wallen's notebooks with a speculative utility of an alternative collection catalogue, albeit a loose and haptic idea of a system of reference within a journey of research. The project is rooted in recent precedents such as the mythopoetic adaptations of reality that David Burroughs and Simon O'Sullivan's term fictioning invites of contemporary art practice, 
and commissioned projects such as the 37 curatorial and artistic experiments that made up the Arsenal's Living Archive project centred on the 50 years of that film archive in Berlin in 2013. It also bears in mind the influence that theoretical, reparative world-making projects such as Ariella Aisha Azoulay's potential history could have on fictioning notes were my project in the position to evolve into a template available to a range of different subjectivities and adaptations through a decolonial research collective working out these different routes and embarking on the unlearning that could be activated through a national collection. Coming back to the project as an artist multiple, historians of Peter Wallen can only use Marquette's notes to act as a mediated prompt which observes the lost purity of the archival encounter but encounter instead the facsimile of an intensity of study that amplifies the time held within the personal tool of the notebook. In Marquette's notes, there is an encompassing engagement with the schemata of notebook pages to reflect a material form of liveness and perhaps obsessiveness condensed in the archive. The schemata of Wallen's notes occurs most clearly within one kind of note form selected for the reproductions, that of film viewing notes, reproduced on yellow paper as a nod to Wallen's use of yellow legal notepads, as was also typical of some film reviewers in the pre-internet era, I am told. And there, with a cue to a selection from a wider quantity of such notes, we see some of what was momentarily important to Wallen as he watched the films. Here, Pasolini's Oedipus Rex in full, and a sample section of British kitchen sink dialogues from Tony Richardson's A Taste of Honey. Both are vivid captions on the films and express the brevity of note-taking and the passage of dialogue from screen to page. At least those are the best moments for me. Part of the notes are illegible, but every available mark has been copied to scale, just without copying the original handwriting. The interference of Marquetta might be forgiven, as she allows this information or these narratives to travel out from the archive, an almost adolescent subversion of the rules. In the gallery, these yellow notes are presented as a pile of free concertina leaflets, suggesting the opportunity to watch the films ourselves and compare our impressions with his wherever we might access these films. While other contents of Marquette's notes are distinguished for different modes of reading and sit below a glass tabletop, although readers may note the folder said, please do not attempt to keep my copies in such strict ways. I would just like to make a footnote about the free concertinas. Um, I have always had it in mind to take those film viewing notes into the cinema and watch those films. That would be the ideal. Turning to real-time marks, rather than using a lens, Marquetta has the desire to use Wallen's notebooks because she says of his proximity to feminism during his life. Though paper habits and a material attraction of one notebook user to another might also be observed in the work. From Wallen's lists, references, drafts, conference notes and screenplays, the researcher is poised to depart into other parts of the archive. A Borgesian fiction of excess which would be impossible to complete but which Marquetta very loosely and humbly attempts through diagrams and new lists, standing back to see what is emerging. A filmography from looking through the files of Wallen's film notes appears in Marquetta's notes on the inside cover. 
Eight, the and private half, life of Henry the Eighty-three, nineteen thirty-three, I'm still working out why Marquetta is interested in Wallen and allow for a misalignment of histories, as well as the scope for misreadings that do occur, quite literally, where handwriting is concerned. What may be most useful to think about in publishing Marquetta's notes is how feminist projects, be that in subject, methodology or both, here including fictioning, might decontextualise their use of archival materials to reorient ourselves within the patriarchal history project of the archive. By a provocation drawing on and linking three areas of learning and critique, subject, reader and architecture, these happen to reflect some of the productive impositions that artist research can entertain and juxtapose. Embedded to a certain degree within the institution, this project will always struggle to fulfil some of its more playful or radical interests. But by virtue of the external commission from my research for the exhibition at Camera Austria, the selected hard copy notes allow for Marquetta's utopian proposal to enter the space for ideas that is invited by the gallery. Being an embodied part of the wider project, of course, Marquetta's notes can go back into this originating archive and have full circularity, but also become neutralised by this home position. They will also go on to others, including the archive at Camera Austria, and hopefully to the Living Archive Library at the Arsenal Institute for Film and Video Art in Berlin, which Marquetta mentions visiting in the folder statement. As a project with an exterior, publishing through archive, and an interior, oral history, and a private process of writing and filmmaking, this demonstrates how art practice composite different branches of research nested across and permeating one another, scratching out a kind of algorithm in which correspondences are found without obligation to synthesis but an attention to the directions taken through emergence, schemata and subjective process. If you'd like to see images of this project and read a transcript as well as a reference list for some of my podcast, you can access this as a blog post on https colon forward slash forward slash sites s-i-t-e-s dot gold g-o-l-d dot a-c dot u-k forward slash animating archives a-n-i-m-a-t-i-n-g a-r-c-h-i-v-e-s animating archives listeners to technicast are invited to receive updates about when the free pamphlets from marquetta's notes for a taste of honey and oedipus rex are available in the uk sign up to my artist newsletter at tinyletter.com forward slash holly h-o-l-l-y triple underscore antrum a-n-t-r-u-m thank you for listening big thank you to holly there for that excellent piece and for kicking off our new series on the theme of archives 
We've also got some fresh new tunes for you. And this music is generously given and composed by the wonderful Jennifer Dufton, who recorded an episode on fantasy and class earlier in the autumn. So a big thank you to her as well. As ever, if you'd like to get in touch, please don't hesitate. You can reach us at technicaster at gmail.com or we're on Twitter at Technicast. We currently have call for papers out on life writing, senses and dance or movement. So if any of those appeal or indeed if you have any other idea for an episode or would like to get involved as part of the team, do give us a shout. That's it from me. Have a good week. Take care.